for God just to open up the hearts of the people. Now, don't ever get uh, um, concerned about whether or not people will be receptive to God because everybody needs God. It's up to us to let them know they're invited to receive from God. Amen. So when we approach people, we always do it with a, a spirit of encouragement and a spirit of help and service and humility. And then we can proceed and just let the conversation develop. And so I thought what I'd do would be to declare some things before we go out about our day and, and how it's going to go. I think the first order of business is to thank God for the souls that will be won today. And also to allow him an opportunity uh, to help us in the work and guide us. I always ask the Lord to guide us to the ones who are ripe. We want to get the low-hanging fruit, right? You don't have to want to fight and scale to get somebody to open up to the things of God. And so the Bible says that the fields are ripe to harvest, but God needs laborers. So that's us. So we're going to declare that we are his laborers today, that he has been waiting for us to uh, give him permission to move us out in his uh, glory and his anointing. I'm going to make uh, uh, some assignment uh, because I want people who are really relatively new at witnessing and going out in a group to be with people who are a little more seasoned, a little older in the things that we do here in the ministry. And so um, I'll do that as as we go along. I'll have to stop and do it right now. But I would like to pair people up like that and so that you're not wondering how to approach people. People who are new can hang back and watch. Uh, I do ask that if somebody is already engaged in conversation, don't just go up and interrupt them. Uh, we don't have any big big people and little people. Uh, sometimes if a person comes and stands next to you, they're just going to pray in the spirit and help you. And when God is finished using you, then the door will open for the next person. But we don't have to fight over people here. There's enough sinners everywhere that we can, you know. We can do that 24-7, to be honest with you. So let me let Tony share testimony first and in, in about how to just just relate to people and allow God to take the conversation over. You'll notice that when you start talking to people, you can go up to them, ask them how they're doing. You can just go right up and say, Are, do you need prayer? I'm here to pray for people. I'd love to pray for you if you would allow me to do that. Always be polite. You don't have to be aggressive because nobody's there to fight you. They're, they're there to receive from God. So I'll let Tony share a testimony or two about uh, how he witnesses and just to encourage you, amen, that God uses him. He'll, what? No, come on up. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do that no praise God. So about three weeks ago, um, there was a gentleman who lives up the road from me. Build cars, muscle cars, too much money, you know, doing stupid stuff. And um, at the corner of our street, those who know where we live, we live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, a lot of our neighbors got air, their own little personal airports and muscle cars and motorcycles, and they just have too much fun, you know. Well, this guy had been building this car for about 13 years and brought it out for the first time to go to a car show. Okay, it was on a Sunday. I had got up early, went to the parts store to pick something up for um, my wife's car and um, came home to do what I needed to do. 
And um, I get back home, and I turn a corner. I see all these cars in our yard, and I'm going, what happened? You know, I'm thinking airplane hit. The, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not seeing people in the yard. So first thing I do is I grab my Roscoe. You know what I'm saying? Put it on my lap, and I'm like, well, if something happened, I got to do what I got to do. So I put up in the yard. I'm like, what's going on? The guy goes, Ryan, I'm so sorry. I tore your yard. And I looked at the yard. Our whole front yard was tore up. Like he came off the, the street. It's a good third of a mile at about 100 miles an hour. Lost control of his car. And I was, at the time, I was uh, had just prepared uh, Pastor Barb's other car for sale. So I had sold the car. And I parked at the end of the yard for the guy to come pick it up. That way he's not up at that. You know, I don't want to buy up at the house so I'm not at home. So this guy at about 100 miles an hour went through. Uh, first of all, there was no, there's always traffic. Anybody been over our house, y'all know it's always traffic on our street. 18 wheelers, tractors, you know, because people still farm out there. And um, there was nothing coming. Bing. Pastor Barb's car was parked at the end, at the end of the driveway, and we have some uh, white picket fence that I put in the yard. I don't know, 16 years ago, or something like something crazy. Um, he took the fence out, but he missed their car at 100 miles an hour. Bing. So he was able to squeeze and miss that car. The only thing that stopped him from hitting the, the ministry bus was there some railroad ties that I got in the yard. Um, I just got them there for decorative, really just prevent people from getting stuck in the grass like Avis did twice. Um, Yeah, or in a ditch. So this guy's car got stopped on the railroad ties. He got impaled and went up in the air and landed. And then he was so upset about his car. And I said, I'm just talking to him. I said, listen, I said, God had mercy on you. He looked at me like, oh, you're an optimist. I said, well, call it what you want to call it. I said, but I'm a believer, and I know God have his hands on you. So Tiff and I were talking. We, we know, believe that no hurt, harm, or danger come in our dwelling place, especially on our property. So I, I told the guy, I said, listen. I said, man, that car was parked in the edge yard. You had to hit that car. His steering, what happened was his steering went out, but he still was able to turn away from that car. If he had to hit that car at the speed he was going, he'd have went out the windshield. Because that car was much bigger than his car. He had like a little uh, a 1932 Ford T-bucket car, little muscle car. He spent his life savings in. So God spared his life from hitting that red car because he was sure that that speed went through the windshield. God put him on a path where he hit those railroad ties, which stopped him from either A, hitting our barn, which would have killed him, or hitting that bus. So he said, yeah, those railroad tires got up on that car. Hey, I was in the air. It impelled me. I'm going, still don't get it yet. I said, brother, I said, God have mercy on you. I said, I said, look at how many things could have happened that didn't because God was in your, he got your path. said, you sound like my brother. Maybe you're right. I said, yeah, I am right. You know? <laughs> Because to me, I could have went on in days just pounding him over his head. And I could have been upset with him for tearing our yard up. Our yard was tore up, you know. But I, I said to him, I said, listen, I don't care about the yard. I don't care about the fence. Are you okay? 
And he says, yeah, I am. And that changed his whole entire demeanor because he was ready for either an argument or me choking him. You know what I'm saying? But I let God use me in a situation. You know, um, I, I knew it was a great way for me to minister to this guy. And I knew they would able me to make sure that my relationship with him in the future, if he needs prayer, he know where to come. You understand what I'm saying? So I say that to say this, you know, we don't have to flesh out when it comes to ministering to people. We don't have to really, we don't, we don't, we just be, be, be yourself. A lot of my friends, they say, oh, it's easy for you to talk to people because you like to talk. It's not about me liking to talk to people. A lot of the times I speak to people because I'm a big black guy. You understand what I'm saying? Understand what I'm saying? Listen, when you're this big and you're this dark, a lot of people are intimidated by you. You guys know this to be true. And so I speak to people to let them hear me and understand, oh, when they hear how I speak, they go, oh, it's a little something about this guy. He's not the stereotypical person. You know, people can stereotype me and say whatever they want to say. I don't really care. Believe me, I don't lose sleep, lose sleep over it. But, you know, I present myself and a friendly, a customer friendly way all the time. My mom told me a long time ago to entertain everyone like angels, you know. And so that's what I started doing. Took a while, but I did it, you know. But, um, shut up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, but it, it, that matters to me. And so in this situation, when this guy destroyed our yard, took our, took our fence out, his life was spared. Not only just because no hurt, harm, or dangers were coming our dwelling place, but because God has mercy. People have to understand his mercy is real. So when you minister to people, you don't have to really beat people over the head. Just talk about God's goodness and God's mercy because just waking up every single day is God's mercy. You understand what I'm saying? I don't care what the person did 10 days ago, 15 days ago, 100 years ago. Every single day is a blessing to have from God. Every single day is a reason to understand that God loves you. So when you minister to people, Really and truly let them know how much God loves them. You get what I'm saying? It's not a one-on-one conversation between you and them because God will give you the right words to say to people. And he will also open up the doors. So to make a long story short with the neighbor, this guy, he was, he, I felt bad for him because of the car, because I'm a car guy, you know. And, and I'm thinking like, man, I can't imagine, you know, if I tore, you know, I, I know, in the future, my wife and I, we talked about buying an old, a older car because I had some in the past. You know, God, if I tear a car, I can only imagine looking at my wife's face. His wife came down to the house, and his daughter came down to the house. And Tiffany, came, I called Tiffany. I said, hey, <laughs> did you know what's going on here? She said, what's going on? I said, come outside. This guy crashed in our yard. She didn't even hear it. And I thank God that she didn't hear it, you know, because I wasn't at home. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, she can handle, trust me, she can handle herself, but still, you know, it's, uh, I still don't want anything, you know, to my, I, I, I'm a kind of, I overprotect, I'm overprotecting because of my family. So I go, I said, come outside. So again, she got a chance to meet the lady, and his wife was so nice, wasn't she? She was just so thankful her husband wasn't dead. Because I'm telling y'all, my next door neighbor, when I saw her in the yard, I go, oh, Vicky's over here. What's going on? And then when he, the, Vicky, I walked inside. Vicky said, that guy was doing about 100 because she's on the front porch all the time. And she could hear his motor and his engine ram up, and she heard the entire crash. She said, I thought he was dead. 
is what she said because the impact of the accident was that bad. But God prepared that guy's path so well because of the land that he was on. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when God ordered your steps and he has angels kept about you, no hurt, harm, or dangers will come in your dwelling place. God will protect you. Don't we have to provoke people. We have to argue. Waste your breath. Do not waste your breath on fools. You don't have to argue with people. That's so silly. God will prepare your way for you. So this guy, his brother comes over and his brother laughed at him, you know. And I'm like, oh, this is a pretty, and we talked about, Tiffany and I talked about how good is the relationship between two older brothers, you know. It's pretty cool to see. And they got the car out. An hour later, we had a new fence. <laughs> He came and he planted new seeds, but you can't really tell that the yard, I mean, when I say it was turfed up, it was turfed up pretty bad. But it able, it was an opportunity for me to really show this guy mercy and show this guy's love, God's love and God's compassion. Um, and I know it opened doors for a, a long lasting relationship between him and I. I met him years ago because he's directly, he lives across from my neighbor Spanky. Um, Nola met Spanky before. Um, and Spanky was an Indy car race driver years ago and his wife made him stop racing. So he just built race muscle cars. But the, re- but this was an opportunity for, for people to see really and truly how much mercy, how much love God has and how much God's people have love in their heart. And that's the main thing. The main thing is about us loving people and loving to minister the gospel of Christ to people. So when you're at the grocery store, like my mom used to do, Coles. She loved all them stores, you know. I felt bad when Sears closed down. Like, what's she gonna do now? But it give it gave her and Pastor Barb the same thing. I said, you got y'all know. I, said, I was in Detroit. I, I stayed with my aunt and uncle for go up there all the time for a while. I catch the Greyhound up there all the time. I just go to Myers with my aunt, and I watch how she interact with people. I watch how my mom interact with people, and that's how I learned. I said, why are they so nice to people? But see, I didn't have, I, my mind and my heart wasn't developed to be that kind person because I was not that guy. You understand what I'm saying? It just takes time to develop it. But guess what? That can happen for you overnight. You gotta just prepare yourself for it. You get, cause miracles do happen. They happen every single day. Be having a renewed mind, a renewed heart is just like receiving the healing from God. You understand what I'm saying? It can happen just like that. You just gotta want it. You gotta want to do what God has for you. So it is so easy just to go out and just minister to people. You don't have to, browbeat people or, or beg them because what you have they need just smile be polite and tell them how much god loves them amen, amen. Oh, i can feel the sand man coming dun, 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 dun. it's time for me to go but listen just have a good time with it okay and just know that god is with you all right amen praise god amen amen praise god we got a chance to pray for another gentleman that came just to deliver rocks to our driveway. and uh, But that's okay. I just let God lead you. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm here flowing with the Lord. Amen. Right before Father's Day. And um, oh, a nice, a wonderful guy. He hit retired from a, uh he was a store manager for like napa and he, he got older in age he's only like 50 something but they let him go because he said he got too was he didn't fit with their program 
But so I knew God had something for me. And, and so he started, I got a dump truck and started delivering mulch and rocks. So here he is, come to us to deliver these rocks. Nice guy. But man, his heart was bleeding for a hug. I'm, when I, and Pastor Bargain, she'll tell you, this guy was hurting so bad inside because here he is, he's a father of three kids. He have two sons, did everything with his sons and with his daughter. Fishing, hunting, hiking, everything. His sons goes off to college on football scholarships. Um, got married. Married uh, into a wealthy family. His son's a vice president of, of a major insurance company in Chicago. I won't say the name of it, but you see the commercials on TV. And um, that his wife separate him from his family. Bro, his father was hurting so bad. And so he said this. He says, man, after Pastor Barb and I talked to him, and we told him that we, we would rebuke the spirit of Jezebel. And this guy was on it. Like, he, he was like, wow. He said, you know what? I didn't come here to deliver rocks to y'all. I came here to hear this word. He said, this is what I needed. He said, I, he was, he was just so much receiving the word of God. And I was just so impressed by his receiving the word, you know, like he really was hunger. You know, they say the Bible says people hunger and thirst after righteousness, you know. This guy was so hungry just for a word from God, but he got a little bit more than what he thought he was going to get. He was able to understand the stronghold that he was up against. He was able to leave and understand, you know, what love and compassion and forgiveness was. And then I told him this. I said, call your son. He says, turn his head. So I said, call him today. Oh, well, Father's Day is coming up. I'm sure he'll call me. I said, no, you call your son today. I said, because your son feels the same way you do. He's just henpecked. He can't get away from Jezebel. Won't even let, he won't let him talk to his parents. Could you imagine that? If, you know, you, you, one of your sons get married, and then they, they wife won't let them talk to him. You understand what I'm saying? Wouldn't that hurt? That was horrible. I know you're probably going to not kick the door in, though. I know my mama would. We ain't got that problem. But, you know, but the, 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 the man, I'm telling y'all, this guy's a Christian, okay? He was born again, loved God. But he was battling so bad with being able to receive um, forgiveness from what this lady is doing. She took, she separated. She was kryptonite. He was his son, Superman. And his son was his Robin to Batman. And she was able to come in and separate a family, which is so, I, I, I've never heard anything with this. When he was talking, he wasn't lying. He, he was telling the truth. He was so hurt, but guys, I'm telling you all, listen, God's love and his mercy, when we spoke to him, it was like taking a sharp, hot knife through a frozen block of butter, and just a of it made that butter, butter smooth. After we spoke to him, this man was able to understand, he just, it's like a thousand pounds fell off his back. I looked at his face, his face looked different. The way he spoke was different. The way he was acting was different. You know, the way he climbed in his truck when he first got in his truck. He's not an old guy. He's not an older guy. He's, he's no more than 56 years old, 57. When he first got in, he was kind of up. When he got in, he hopped in that truck off fast, you know. <laughs> Everything about him changed. It's because of the word of God is so real, you know. doesn't matter. We, we, listen, we go through so much in life every single day. We all do. We all battle. We all struggle, whatever. But you know what? 
One thing I know is true. His mercy endures forever. You know, and it's nothing too hard for God. So I'm telling you what I know. And I haven't seen it all. My grandfather said, I haven't seen everything but the bottom of the sea. I believed him. That was my grandpa dip. I believed him. But I'm telling you guys, I, I've, I've been around this ministry since I was a young man. And I've watched my mom and I watched my aunt minister to people and treat people with such comp- compassion and love. And they can be hard on people, but guess what? Sometimes people need a little discipline. You understand what I'm saying? When I grew up, I got whoopings. I got whoopings for a reason because I needed discipline. Sometimes we need to be reared back in shape. You know, a, a shepherd uh, with his flock, he don't he don't tend to his flock. You understand what I'm saying? He got dogs that corral his flock for him. I mean, he just sit out there and just watch them. And when he got line, he give a whistle. It's 13 different whistle calls. And that dog know what to do. You understand what I'm saying? I, I call them the hounds of heaven. Sometimes you need to be reared back in the right spot. But I'm going to tell you right now, I thank God for the opportunity um, to not just be in the ministry, but be able to, to understand how to minister to people. When we go to Walmart, we go to the store, we go to restaurants, we like to eat. You know, I, I, and my wife and daughter, they'd be like, oh, God. But now they're like, get them. You know, I always, God always gives me an unction to function a word to people and tell people. And it's always what people need. You understand what I'm saying? Let God use you. Let God just pour into you because it's, it's, it's important. That's what you're here for. If, if this was not your life, guess what? You wouldn't be here. You understand what I'm saying? If God didn't love you, you would not be here. You feel what I'm saying? Like this is where you believe you people. This is what we're called to do. We're called to go in the world and be world changers and to make a difference. Amen. Well, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, men of God. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to pray. I, I I just wanted Tone to share some of, you know, you all know he, he'll he talk to anybody and make friends with anybody and everything, but there is a purpose to it. So God uses people to, you know, sometimes you can make a person's day and not say much to them. They just, you know, just your spirit being in their presence is, is good. So it's always good to walk in the spirit and stay close to God because, uh, you know, we're like a breath of fire. We are the salt and light of the world. Amen. And so salt and light don't really speak. They just do what they do. So that's that's who we are. So, Father, we thank you for what we're about to encounter with you in these uh, uh, in this area, Father, and ministering to people. We thank you, Lord, for forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Father, for your cleanse blood. We ask you to forgive our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. We don't hold anything, animosity, anything against anyone. We want to be free to hear you, to be used mightily upon you. Father, we thank you for your glory that is descending upon every vessel here. We speak to every principality that is is aligned to keep people in bondage. And we command them to lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors. For the King of glory has come in. Who is this king of glory? He is the Lord, Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. 
Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. The Lord of hosts, the Lord mighty in battle, he is the King of glory. So, Father, we thank you that your glory goes before us to prepare the way for us. It is our rear guard. Your glory follows us. Thank you, Lord, that signs will follow the words that we minister to people. We thank you, Father, that your mercy is everlasting. Thank you, Lord, that your joy is our strength. And we thank you, Father, for blessing each person here with a word. Father, I thank you that we don't have to go thus saith the Lord and try to be prophets, but we can just allow the Spirit of God to minister to us your truth. And we thank you, Lord, that the gifts of the Spirit will operate fully through every vessel here that yields themselves to you, that you will use us each mightily in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, and amen again. Now, I'm going to give you just a word of of, uh, wisdom as far as approaching people are concerned. If there are some people that I minister to, like I'll sit under that tent and I'll minister and I'll minister prophetically to them, I'll, I'll say things like, I feel like God wants me to tell you this. It's best if you don't do that because you don't know what kind of people you're running into. Because we've had people tell us, who is this God you're talking about when when you try to prophesy to them and say, God told me. You understand? So you can just minister, talk to people and just say, I feel like you... You, you understand, like, like, say, I feel, and, and that kind of thing if, if God pulls you into a word of knowledge. But if you do get a word of knowledge, you can turn it into a prayer. Amen? Because that's how we pray. God guides our prayers with his words. And I, I agree with you, Nola. That is the safest way to approach people because there are many people who are turned off by God said. You and I are turned off by it because you're on Facebook all the time. And so we got a lot of God said people out there who are false. But, you know, if if you can, can uh, turn it into a prayer and just let God guide your intercession. And often you'll hear people say stuff like, that's just what I needed or that's just what I needed to hear. And that's your confirmation that it is God. Amen. So we don't have to try to be junior prophets all over the place. And then because, you, you know, you have to understand a little bit more about the office and so forth to be able to know how to answer people. So, Father, I just bless everybody here. Thank you for them. Father, I thank you for encouragement, strength, power and understanding in each vessel here. Thank you, Lord. I'll just touch everybody and make sure. Thank you, Lord. Bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Bless them in Jesus' name. Receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Can I lay hands on you, baby doll? Okay. Bless her in Jesus' name. Bless her in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's your point of contact. So everything you need from God, you have. Bless her in the name of Jesus. Bless her in Jesus' name. Brianna, yeah. Bless her in the name of Jesus. Bless him in Jesus' name. Bless her in the name of Jesus. Amen. Did I get you? I get you twice. <laughs> Praise God. One for the Father. And one, oh, got to give you another one for the Holy Spirit. Yes. The old Pentecostal way. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Okay. All right. So we're ready to go. Amen. So um, 
whatever you did the last time we went out as far as your vehicles are concerned, go ahead and do that again this time, and then we'll just leave from there to come home. Uh, NOLA has all our literature that we need. Pastor Shirley has the um, uh, prayer cloths. So uh, if you have like an extra grocery bag or something to put them in so you don't have to keep running back to get more, that would be excellent. So uh, we're off. And we're leaving. <laughs>